Hello and welcome to Druids of Azeroth podcast, a World of Warcraft podcast. Hello and welcome. This is Devin, aka Vatron the Druid. Glad to see everyone back here. And I have some exciting news. So I did put this out on Twitter uh, a few weeks ago about introducing a new co-host to Druids of Azeroth. And I've been kind of searching around the World of Warcraft community to find a really good uh, co-host to vibe and have that uh, connection with me. And so tonight, uh, I am pleased to introduce Liddell. Hello, Liddell. Hello, Vatron. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing fantastic, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, thank you uh, for joining me for this uh, tonight here. And we can introduce you and go through a lot of stuff to kind of get to know you. You and I have uh, known each other for uh, not as long as I wish, uh, probably what, six months. This will be kind of fun for everyone to kind of get to know you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking, uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's very excited when you asked me about this, uh, <laughs> this opportunity is, uh, something I've thought about a few times and, uh, yeah, I just, I, from all my buddies that have played WoW, you know, the idea of a podcast was, you know, not something they would have been interested in. They don't even listen to them. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of lucked up joining the guild and finding somebody that had a, had a kind of passion for it i thought it was really a really an awesome thing so thank you for having me yeah and you know uh i listened to a lot of world of warcraft podcasts and i thought what better way of getting another knowledgeable person let alone somebody who plays a druid main so all right let's get to the guest questions question one you play retail classic or a little bit of both well um it's, uh, I'm going to unpack that one a little bit. Um, so uh, I am mainly a retail player at this point, but uh, the classic portion is, uh, is a good short story, right? Um, as you know, uh, my wife, uh, Kailani, plays WoW. And uh, the way that that happened was you know, a couple years back when WoW released classic, I had used it as kind of my second chance to kind of pull her in. Uh, back in Legion... Uh, she tried a hunter, and it didn't didn't quite catch her. Um, so this time we went for the route of, hey, let's just give it a shot. We got some local friends that want to play. Let's go do this thing together. And uh, so she rolled up a mage, and we uh, took off into classic. We managed to make it to I think about level 56 when our kind of local friend group was still in the low 40s, and we were like, okay, um, <laughs> we were playing a lot. <laughs> wow. And I, I guess I just realized that we were going to outpace the content, having been a, a vanilla player. I was like, well, you know, really, we're, we're going to run out of stuff to do real fast at this rate. And so I uh, made the suggestion that we switch back over to retail. Uh, she went with me. We got hooked it back in, and we've been charging through retail ever since. That's great. Um so welcome to retail. Retail is definitely very different, as you know, because you've been uh, playing for a while. And, uh, you know, it's very, very nice uh, here that you actually started playing with some local folks. Uh, I hear locally where I'm from uh, was doing the same thing. I was playing World of Warcraft with my friends and uh, they kind of recently stopped playing. So I uh, that's how I ended up over on Storm Rage myself. Uh, I left the Horde and joined the Alliance side and uh, found Everlasting, and here we are with uh, us doing a podcast now. Absolutely. That's quite a ride, right? <laughs> that is quite a ride. So when did you start playing World of Warcraft? So I started playing. Um, another local friend that's not a part of my regular group now, uh, but me and him were day one Argent Dawn players. Uh, so basically, I'm saying it's like day one when it released, we were we were installed and going on Argent Dawn. Um, I didn't get to play any beta or alpha or any of that, but um, and we we pretty much played on active accounts all the way up through. I don't think I let my account lapse any until towards the end of Lich King. We were pretty constant through through all the first two expansions in the in the original game. Okay, so you started way back there at the beginning. 
of almost um I mean the beginning of the game for everybody that could that didn't have a special pass or family family privilege or what have you that they would uh do at the beginning of Blizzard's uh inception. So that's that's awesome. That's uh that's a quite a history and you've been playing quite a, some time. Um, yeah, it's been been a while. Been quite a, which has been quite a long one. <laughs> yeah, seventeen years. I guess we've been chipping away at this thing, right? Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and Argent Dawn—that's the server you you chose. Uh, so, what brought you from Argent Dawn to Stormrage? Okay, uh, so basically, we played on Argent Dawn up until about. I guess it was really when. Uh, got Kailani started, right? I was on Argent Dawn the whole time up until the past, I guess, about two years ago. At that point, kind of like I was saying with our local friends, right? We were we were still playing more, even though they had come to retail with us and we were playing together. Our time during the week was just really too thin, right? And so I made the suggestion to her that, hey, let's find us a guild, right? Let's find a guild with active people so that we have more stuff to do with, with other folks. Um... Our first jump was actually to Proudmoor and uh, to a guild over there. Uh, they're called Evolved. It's a rather large guild. Um, I, I would actually say for anybody in the Pacific area, uh, you're looking for a super friendly group. They're actually really good. Our, we, our main hangups with it was the raid times were off um, from what we could accommodate. Uh, so we, we stayed with them for over a year. And... Um, you know, we we're really happy with the environment, but we kind of hit a point where, you know, Kailani, I did a lot of raiding in my past, right? Well, Kailani had never raided and she was still building up, right? It's, you build up some courage, do some five mans, and then we were doing keys with some of these folks. And, you know, <clears throat> we had just kind of hit a point where it's like, okay, if you want to keep kind of progressing, the next step is raiding. Yeah. And so we made the choice to step out of that group um again a great group just not the right fit for raid times mm -hmm. we actually stepped to dalaran and okay we had a short experience there a couple weeks with a group unfortunately they collapsed due to some health issues and leadership it was you know it wasn't something where they had invited us over and had plans of canceling right yeah and uh no big deal but it was actually a great experience it was her first raid experience and we actually did progression on Soul Render Heroic with them. That was our first time dropping Soul Render. And uh, we, you know, we went through normal with them and a full clear the first week. And then we we progged up to Soul, you know, got to Soul Render and progged that down. She got to kind of see the full experience there. I was actually, I told their leadership, and it's grateful for the opportunity uh, to complete with you guys because it still gave us a good flavor. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit more to the overall story, but basically when that collapsed, I went to look for an active server because the mistake I had made is we were looking for guild recruitments that fit and I really didn't pay enough attention to how active the forums were. Right. Uh, you go yep. look at Dalaran, right? It's thin. It's several other ones. You'll see some posts, but there's posts on the first page that are like three or four months old on some yep. server. Right. Yeah, yep. you get it. And so Storm Rage, I get there. And I kid you not, it's like everything on the first page was from today. Half of it was probably within the last two hours. Yeah, it's very active server, both uh, online in the forums, online in general. It's just a very active uh, server and realm to be on compared to a lot of others. There's a lot of realms out there and servers that are kind of dying out and... Uh, that's, I made the mistake of leaving a very small server that they, at the end of BFA, they, um, or a point of BFA, it wasn't necessarily the end. They did some at the end as well, but they started combining realms again. Um, our realm was already connected with another realm, so I, I was on Murden, and they connected us uh, eventually with five other realms. Before I, before I, uh, before that happened, I had left to go to the uh, convert to raid guild over on airy peak super mega guild uh focused around raiding they had a podcast uh actually they had two podcasts but uh it was a way different environment 
And eventually, after BFA, that server server uh, Airy Peak started kind of dwindling as well. So you know, I had to look online to see what the the busiest server was. And far as Alliance population, uh, Stormrage is the most densely Alliance populated server. Um, I also like that it's in the same time zone as me that the server is, so it's easier to communicate with people. Uh, be like, yeah, it's, you know, seven server time. Well, it's going to be the same time as me locally. So that's always, always a plus for me. Uh, you, you didn't mention, did you start off playing Alliance in Ben Alliance the entire time, or did you dabble in the Horde at all? Uh, I would say probably 90, I would say 98% spent Alliance. Um, uh, I've had a couple, three different local friends that I've played with over time. And uh, one of them liked to do a lot of PvP with me. And we went Horde more than once uh, with the kind of intention of making the full-on transition over there. And um, ultimately, it, it was always something where we would put time in, you know, we'd get a month or two down the road. And again, this was back in more of the classic time frame. Uh, probably haven't touched Horde um, in the past, I'd say, 15 years, right? Oh, wow. Uh, I say classic, you know, vanilla. But... Um, but yeah, so we, we, I think we got like level 30s um, on one run and maybe, you know, teens or 20s on the on the run before that. Um, it just, it was one of those things where it was too big of a commitment back then. And, um, you know, uh, ultimately everything, we always came back to, hey, we all, we've got all of our max level characters here. We got people wanting to play again. Let's play together. And that happened expansion over expansion. Uh, yeah for a long time. I definitely understand that. I went through several guilds, uh, had my own guild for a long time, end of BC through, I want to say, beginning of Legion. Uh, and then that is uh, kind of like the end of Legion. I started noticing that I probably need to think about going to leaving my own guild that I've had for many years, 10 years, and go to somewhere else that's larger, a lot more populated, focuses on raiding. That's what I wanted to do. Um, and it wasn't until BFA I actually finally took that leap to um, leave my server and leave my guild and, you know, kind of liquidate things uh, that I've accumulated over... 10 years that was in the guild bank and there was only probably in total 10 active members of the guild so it wasn't that big of a you know heartbreak a lot of people that were active at one point just kind of came and gone over the years i, I want to say the biggest time uh for me for that guild was uh wrath of the lich king when we were doing the 10 man rating but anyways um I've not always been Alliance myself. I've, I've dabbled in the Horde as well, but we can always go over that. What what class is your main? Well, today, yeah, as uh, it's a druid, right? Um, I've mained several different things over my time. Um, my original main was a mage. Uh, there's always a soft spot in my heart for that class. Uh, as a result, I've played it many times, but, um, it, you know, know for for flexibility and um and uh just being a you know especially with my my wife playing with me it it was important for me to pick something that had good uh that would synergize well and would uh help with group compositions things like that and you know it's one of those things where if i'm going to pick a single character to play hard to you know you're going to almost want a hybrid for sure and druids are really a solid hybrid class so yeah, it's 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 the druid. I'm, I main as a guardian most of the time. This is where I'm at. That's fascinating. However, when we first met, the druid wasn't your main, was it? No, it was not. Um, when I joined the guild, uh, I was playing my demon hunter, and I had intended with joining with raiding. Right, I intended to be DPS. I wasn't planning on being a raid tank. Um, so when I joined into Everlasting, uh, I think it was, we were on the Sunday night raid run, I believe. And so the, the, 
everybody's putting everything together. I was set up for DPS, and uh, one of the tanks had mentioned, hey, the weekday group actually could use a tank. And I said, okay, well, let's, let's find out about that, right? Uh, on Monday, I was chatting with the guildies and saying, hey, yeah, I might, I might like to try raid tanking, sure. And uh, they told me, hey, go, go, go to LFR and give it a shot. I said, okay, I'll, I'll get around to that. I wasn't planning on doing that by Tuesday, which was our first raid day with the weekend team, right? Or weekday team. Right, right. <laughs> and so I show up on Tuesday, and it's like, hey, Lodell, you going to tank? <laughs> I'm like, I guess. <laughs> Let's do it, right? Yeah, right. Let's go. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we made it all the way, I think, to Guardian and Heroic before... Uh, you know, the, the big thing with the, the Demon Hunter is I, I, you know, I played the Demon Hunter because I was planning on tanking five-man content. That was the target, right? Yeah, which, you know, Demon Hunter uh, tanks and five-man are, like, uh, you know, top tier. Seems like this, this uh, you know, Shadowlands for some reason, if you look at the MDI, you know, who's who's the tanks that they're choosing? You make, yeah, exactly. It was demon hunters, and you'd see some druids. But yeah. you know, I would have said maybe three to one. It felt like to me, demon hunter to group. Now, I might have been a little biased watching it, but I sure seemed to see a lot of purple. <laughs> That's what I yes, remember watching. A lot, a lot of purple. Of exactly. Yeah, and so when uh, you know when we got to that guardian fight, and I was taking just a pounding, right, and. It just kind of occurred to me, I was like, you know, I, I really picked this character for a different purpose. And if I'm going to be a raid tank, isn't it fair to take the same step back I did when I chose the Demon Hunter to be the tank for my five-man work? And, um, you know, I did a lot of deep reading because I wanted something that was really viable in both. Um, felt solid. And I, I, I really I wanted to get away from the idea that, okay, if I'm in combat, you know, if I'm hitting something, I can heal. I get that self-healing, right? Right, exactly. But what do I do when I have to kite, right? When you got to run away. Or, <laughs> yeah, mobility like, things, yeah. Has nothing. Yeah, no, they got nothing. True. And so, yeah, when I'm when I'm looking at the, the Druid's toolkit, it's like, oh, well, you mean I, I have defensive buttons that aren't all tied to attacks? Well, that's cool. So I get to do my damage and then time my defensives. That's sweet. <laughs> and yeah, then... they're not on the same cooldown as the offensive abilities, which is super nice. Yeah, exactly. And then also frenzied regen. It's like, wow, this is the most amazing self heal ever. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty good. I mean, thirty percent, pretty good chunk. Yeah. So anyway, that uh, so that, that's kind of how that all played out, and and how I landed on that uh, that druid was to really I wanted to bring something that was just a more solid, serviceable tank for 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 the type of raiding in the raid group that we were. And that's by the way, not slamming any demon hunter players or tanks out there. They're fantastic tanks. Um, you know, one of the other guilds I was in had a geared out DH, which was their main tank. It was amazing, right? Absolutely. It, it just didn't fit the kind of my play style, uh, and and you know that that was the thing. It's yeah. just it wasn't a good fit for me. I've I've played every class in the game, and I I kind of understand. Eventually, I landed on the druid. It was okay, it was a interesting story for another time, but I didn't start out playing a druid. It was a warrior, so I you know it took me a lot of different classes and. Uh, specifications to try to land on what I like to do as a druid and druid itself that class that was uh once I found it I'm like I'm just gonna stay here and uh there's a lot of wonderful items that can bring in its utility and its toolkit so yeah all right uh what are your favorite I, I think I kind of know what this might be but um what are your favorite activities in the game well, for me, um, you know, I, I actually do enjoy a pretty wide breadth of what WoW has to offer. You know, if I were ranking them, I would have probably said, well, Mythic Plus is probably at the very top for me. Um, I like the, I'm a big fan of that small group setting. I like, um, 
I, I just I like the overall and just kind of the feel of it, right? It's um, you know you've got a lot of people that you have to rely on. Everybody kind of has to execute. Um, it has a nice flow to it. Um, I would love for one day for Blizzard to find a way other than timers to give us progressive content. Um, I, I realize they're kind of up against a wall there because it's kind of the easy way to go with it. But um, I, I do kind of have this dream that one day, uh, you know, we could step in and, uh, you know, you actually have to think about things like more CCs and, and be able to leverage stuff like that. But um, probably dreaming. Kind of like doing the original vanilla or um, classic dungeons where it takes a little bit more uh, strategy to use everyone's uh, tools as they bring to the to the table, whether it be you know um, ice traps or you know vortexing, um, just whatever CCs that you, you know your group can bring. You'd have to sheep somebody, frog somebody. I mean, there's a whole slew of CCs that we used to use just to get through dungeons, and they were it was different. Um, now it's either you have the DPS to DPS it down, or you you know you might CC one or twice, uh, one or two times in uh, certain dungeons, depending on what the ones. So I'm right there with you. It'd be kind of nice to bring a little bit more of that back. Yeah, yeah. Every now and then we'll do a run, uh, you know, like we'll we'll maybe take a, you know, a couple lower characters in or something. Um, you know, kind of my local group that we got a couple folks that are, they don't run high level keys. So, you know, we could go in on a fortified week, especially, and, you know, go do like an 11, 12 key and leveraging CCs, we can really effectively move through the dungeon at a slower pace, but give them an opportunity to kind of get some gear and a vault slot you know, that's a lot higher than they could get otherwise without having to push keys up. Yeah. Uh, and th that feels, that has an old school feel to it for me. Right. I really yeah. do enjoy that. Um, aside from Mythic Plus, uh, obviously we raid and I do love, I love raiding. It is very fun. Yeah. Raid, raiding for me is probably my top activity where Mythic Plus is my second. It never used to be that way. Um, I was scared of doing Mythic Plus, like BFA. I only got up to tens in BFA, and I was kind of nervous about them. Um, I was only healing. I only tanked one hierarchy, you know, a ten was a guardian druid in BFA. But uh, come Shadowlands, it's kind of grown on me. Um, I'm starting to get into the thrill of the trying to beat the timer, trying to push yourself, trying to work with the group and coordinate things. And it really takes a group effort to time, you know. Uh, 15s 16s and that those are challenging and it's fun the, the challenge is fun so i'm right there with yeah, you um it absolutely is yep what what are what is a what is a memorable moment we'll have many a times to go over a lot of your memorable moments but uh and kind of go through different things as we go with the show but what is one that sticks out in your mind right now well um I'm actually, I, I was thinking about bringing up one that was a little more recent, but um, I kind of had a flashback you know, when we were kind of setting up for this. And so I, I think I want to go down that road. Um, so one of the first uh, raiding experiences I ever had was with a group. Uh, this would have been Vanilla WoW. And I joined them uh, when we were, uh, they were doing this little grub at the time. <laughs> they Good were old a smaller little grub. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that was the name of it, right? It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's like, there's so many Zolds, Zolfarics, Zolfarics. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, you know, we, uh, we, I think, was that 25 or 20? I'm trying to remember. I think it was 20, but. Um, I, I want to say it was 40, right? Cause, oh, 20, 20 man, uh, 20 man raid. Yeah, it was, it was the odd, kind of the odd man out raid back in the day. Um. And so that the guild I was with, they were a little smaller, and that was a good fit for them. And we basically got to where we cleared that entire thing. And so we ended up going into Molten Core um, as a shorter group. Like, we ended up getting to, like, I want to say 28, 29. And we had all that gear from ZG, and we're like, well, let's go do Molten Core. We get into Molten Core, and the way that they did loot back in the day 
was they did that based on a council system. We didn't do DKP. Um, basically, when items would drop, they would just kind of weigh things and assign out loot. And my whole time with that group, I felt like they were always super fair. Okay. Well, we downed, I'm trying to remember, I think it's the second boss in there that drops the Talisman of Imperial Power. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Like, that was the trinket, right? And I already had the Zulgurub trinket. Um, I was a mage, and I was one of our, I was one of the people that they knew pushed. In fact, right before this happened, it, you know, there's the little, the little explosive guys that run up, right? You have to kill yeah. the, you have to AOE them down. And mm -hmm. if you don't AOE them down, I think they get back up or something. Well, I was an engineer and I, I started off the fight by throwing a stick of dynamite in because I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I, I was, I got the term, I was, I was coined a, a damage whore. Sorry. <laughs> They called me that. Um, but the main tank apparently saw the dynamite. I have no idea how he picked this up. It blew my mind that he actually saw the stick of dynamite come in. And he was like, who threw the dynamite? <laughs> and they all gave me <laughs> crap about it. But Funny. anyway, so we get up to the boss. We down the boss. And uh, the talisman drops. And, of course, I'm back. I'm like, no, they're going to – they got to give it to the lock. they got to give it there's, – there's so many people on that council – uh, that would have used the trinket. And I, I always accepted the idea. You know what? They run this thing day in, day out. Uh, you know, they're they're pushing. I'm okay with, with getting my turn, right? All right, yeah. This time, nope. They basically, apparently, looked at it and said, you know, he pushes to the, to the limit. He's always doing everything he can. So, boom. Next thing I know, it's in my inventory. And I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm giddy, right? Sure. Um, I just the the energy that felt to to get that, and um, you know, it, it it's just one of the things where it's always nice when somebody recognizes your your effort, and that's what that kind of felt like to me that day was uh, that they you know that that pat on the back like man you put it all yeah. in that acknowledgement from your team that you've been working so hard that you finally got that acknowledgement of how hard you're pumping in to that DPS. Good feeling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was. And so, yeah, if I was going to pick one thing, I mean, that moment was big. And, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I still have the thing in my bank. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I have some stuff saved away as well on my main. I totally get that. It's fun to save some memorable items. Uh, what advice would you give a new player starting out just playing the game? So somebody never touched WoW, right? Never touched World of Warcraft. I mean, they may have dabbled in other MMOs, but as we both, both know, uh, World of Warcraft is uh, very different than some of the MMOs out there. So True enough. Um, yeah, you know, I guess if I was going to talk to somebody about it, it's, um, you know, really just come in and just indulge the opportunity to be new. I wouldn't tell somebody to go run out and find a guild. In fact, I might even suggest that they, you know, unless they're just dying for the, if they, if they love social stuff, if that's huge to them, then okay. Absolutely. You know, that might be something really awesome, but I'm going to have told them, you know, it, there's something about the journey, right. Of just learning to play. You got to learn what's comfortable. You got to learn some buttons. You got to learn, you know, these abilities. It's just, there is so much that gets thrown at somebody. You know, when we started, um, you know, uh, there was a lot less to figure out. And you had way more time to figure it out, right? Because leveling yeah. was so much slower. Very much slower. I mean, you didn't get to mount until level 40. You were, you were walking. So you only had riding the first, you know, 20 levels. You had riding after that. But up until 40, you were walking. So you got to indulge uh feel embrace uh a lot more of the game you're seeing more you're getting more of the you, know, you walk into uh iron forge and the music kicks on if you got your music on and you look in there and it's just huge open space it looks like it's a dwarven kingdom you know and a lot of that stuff gets missed as uh today because you're on, on a mount absolutely uh, and you actually mentioned something right the music I would tell every player out there, you know, there are other games I think people sometimes want to turn the music down or maybe you turn it off. Um, I've heard that from a lot of folks. 
And this is something, especially when you're first starting, I would tell you to have that music on because of exactly what you just, I mean, the first time you go into Stormwind, I mean, that music is epic sounding. It's Oh yeah. It's so epic. Regal. Yeah. And it's so good. Case in point today, go run Spires of Ascension. I, I've talked to people that d have never heard the music in there, but as you get to the later platforms, the music gradually sounds like it increases in volume. And it's got a real uh, feel to it that, that fits the dungeon like a glove. Yeah, it feels absolutely. so cool. So yeah, um, but yeah that, that would be my big thing is give yourself time to absorb. And then when you've hit the point where you start to feel an ounce of boredom with it, that's the time I would tell you it's time to find people to play with. And look at that. Look for that guild opportunity. Um, and uh, be very willing to don't get super attached to your first couple of groups. It takes a lot of time to find people, but it's more so much more important that you find people that you enjoy playing with than anything else. I could say, right? That that's the key. If you don't find that, I think you might be looking for the wrong thing in a lot of cases. But just just my two cents. What do you think of the new uh, since? Shadowlands, they incorporated Exile's Reach into the game. Have you uh, ran a, a character through that yet? And if so, what are your thoughts on Exile's Reach for new um, players? I've only dabbled. I haven't completed the whole experience yet. Um, but, uh, you know, I heard a lot about it um, just from listening to podcasts and whatnot when they were talking about the, the release of it. And everything I've heard about it sounds... Uh, like they they really do the new players a good solid as far as in you know getting them into the ideal of there being roles in the game like i've heard that you go through like a mini dungeon that's amazing yep. to me yeah so yeah i mean uh, to that end i guess have you i guess have you done exiles reach yes i've done exiles reach so many times uh so many different characters during beta uh i actually one of the first things I, I did when I got in the beta for Shadowlands was making a new character and running through Exile's Reach and it's kind of enjoying uh, the something new. I normally am not a person to play any betas or alphas, betas, anything, because when I want the story and everything to be as fresh as possible, so I truly try hard to avoid spoilers for... Um, new expansions, which is really hard to do to avoid some spoilers because uh, in the universe that I'm in online, there's spoilers everywhere. So, but I, I played Exiles Reach quite a bit and I want to say it really does incorporate a lot into the gameplay that teaches a new player. Everything from dragging something from your spell book, putting it on your bar, from equipping new drops, uh, new pieces of equipment that dropped up uh, to eating a food buff and then uh, doing a mini dungeon where you have rolls and there's some mechanics in there that you have to kind of talk to you through how to, how to work through that, uh, which is a, a neat concept. I think that they incorporated into the game. I feel that's needed. There's a lot of, uh, you know, for a new, uh, for a new person to get into world of Warcraft, I think it's very overwhelming for a lot of new players and it used to be really bad uh you know to where you'd have to rely solely on either youtube videos or people helping you through that in the guild or just some friends showing you how to play or you just figuring it out on your own now you can go in play a part of the game and it just kind of walks you through all the basics and that's kind of enjoyable I mean, we all have to take time to research dungeons and bosses and mechanics and best gear and changes in the new stats and stat weights and uh you know see if anything changed for the new expansions when they happen but i want to say this is probably the best base to start a new player uh even walks you some through some using the you know uh dungeon finder because it makes you queue to that starting dungeon through dungeon finder so it even shows you a little bit of the social aspect of the game which was i think uh very important that uh, they finally incorporated it because i think a lot of people were frustrated with getting started and learning how to play the game uh without it really telling you anything i think you hit the nail on the head 
when you said it was a very slow game at the beginning, where at the beginning, you know, soaking everything in and, you know, you can be, you know, I remember one of my first experiences in Dunmarogue with this dwarf and I spent probably way too much time in Dunmarogue questing, trying to figure out quests and learning how to play the game there. Um, it was just a beautiful place to to quest in and learn the game and uh so yeah definitely slow down make sure you have your music on like music for me is like the main thing i listen to in every expansion because every zone every dungeon and every raid has different zone you know it has different music and some of my favorite is like castle nathria you know grizzly hills um so yeah, go slow. Go slow. Enjoy the experience because there's a lot to it. And I think a lot of people rush through it and they get to the end and that's just end game content. And, uh, you know, you missed 90% of the game. Yeah, no, I agree. And, um, you know, that ramp up time, you know, to get to that. Um, I mean, don't be wrong. If, if you know, you're the power gamer type, well, that's... You know, I, I, I'm not trying to give advice to the power gamer, right? The power gamer does what power gamers do. They know how to deal with stuff, right? Um, more of my advice is really probably targeted at the more, I guess, the more casual um, type players. Um, yeah, you gotta you gotta go slow. Yeah. Enjoy the game. Definitely agree. Um, as a druid player. Who mains a druid? What are some challenges you may face in different content, and what are those uh, challenges or content that you face as differently than as a druid because you've played other classes? Well, uh, the the druid suffers uh, from what I would say a lot of hybrid classes suffer from in general, um, where you know when you're looking at the ability, to, it's like okay, you can do everything, and that's awesome. Um, even though you can do everything though, to change roles and to kind of introduce that flexibility, when you combine that with say a system like what we're dealing with, with covenants, that is, it creates a lot of kind of feels bad moments at times for, you know, oh man, uh, these two covenants are so far apart in terms of what they do, but yet. I, I like to have the flexibility of DPSing as Feral right. and my tanking as Guardian, right? Absolutely. And, yeah. And, you know, and don't be wrong. I get it. My, you know, talk to my, uh, to my wife. She tells me about her mage. And I know that all three of their specs for at least a period had three different covenants, right? Yep. The main difference that I would say there is that, you know, you're, to me, the DPS gets a different flavor. Now, if you're trying to min-max between Mythic Plus and, say, Raiding, and maybe even throw PvP in there, well, okay, fine. There's a, there's sort of a similar argument to be made. But at the end of the day, she can do her job, whatever she wants to pick, right? Like, she can she can get into that and stay focused on that. And if she wants to change, it's a, it has a bit more of an optional feel right. to change. Whereas for, for us, it's like, man... You make this, <laughs> you want to go try to do, you know, Guardian as, you know, this other Covenant, or I, I, Guardian's a bad one to choose, because Guardian's fairly Covenant-friendly, at least in 915, I think. Yeah, um, it is, yeah, pretty pretty decent across the board. Yeah, it is, but, you know, for, for Feral, I mean, holy cow, Night Fae is just where it's at. Um, it's so good for Feral. And um, thankfully, I like Night Fae. But, um, you know, the conduit system, uh, that force, you know, you're forced into this whole thing of, well, I got to level up my guardian stuff and then I got to go level up the, the feral stuff. And, um, and again, I do, I totally get that frost mage, fire mage has some of those same challenges. Um, but, um, it, it's just, it's, it's one of these things where you're trying to be flexible within what you can do. I mean, if the group needs me, you know, hey, they, they're full on tanks. We got three tanks online. Well, dang, it's nice to have that. The Druid's awesome because I can be something else other than that, right? Yeah, yeah. But if I, that that's that's the punishment though, is. Yeah, it is. That, so I'm, 
Yeah. Like, you so, know, like how, much, how much of your bag space is taken up with just gear because you have to have all these different types of gear to swap between the different, you know, different uh, specs? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I suspect that, you know, a couple of legendary swaps and maybe, um, you know, maybe some primary, I said primary, sorry, some secondary stat optimization mm -hmm. at most in a lot of cases for these other classes. And, you know, for us, we're, we're compounding all of that, um, you know, uh, you know, stack on weapons and stuff. If you're, you know, heaven forbid you, tra you, you traverse into the caster realm <laughs> separate from exactly. the melee realm. Yep. It, yeah, at least my melee stuff is, is pretty much uh, shares. So that's true. I have, you know, I, the reason why I went balance is, uh, you know, restoration shares a lot of stuff with balance and ba vice versa, balance with restoration. However, I also, uh, I do tank on the side as well. So I do have a guardian set and it, it's a challenge to, the covenant system and then you have the shards so for me um healing i use different set of shards so when i switch over to balance not only does some gear get swapped out but i'm also swapping all the shards of dominant you know domination shards which is a very unique thing as well where a lot of classes you know dps class if you're running frost you know nine out of ten times if you're focused on pve you can probably run the same shards for PVE and same gear. Uh, you may have to change a talent or two, which is very common from a lot of specs. It's uh, having a dungeon talents and raid talents, and then even PVP talents. But, you know, Druid, you got to swap gear. You're swapping, you know, for some cases, Covenants even. You have the Venthyr uh, Boom Chickens that are like the best right now so for for running balance or the mooncan or you know boom chickens as some people say the best covenant is venthyr where restoration and barrel guardian night phase right now the the most favored i'm not saying the best because i think they all bring a different level of uniqueness the covenants do to the player um I know there's some mid-maxing that happened to figure out what legendaries under what covenants are better, but uh, it's, you know, a lot of it's been personal choice. You've seen, I've seen, a, I've seen a couple of Kyrian druids, a couple of Venthyr druids that weren't, you know, uh, boomy or balance. It was, it was interesting. So there's definitely people out there that uh, play what they want, and I think that's great too. Uh, what are some advantages do you think the druid brings to the table? Well, it's it's one of those funny things, right? Where you know, kind of one of our curses, kind of is also one of our blessings, right? Um, you know, I know uh, one of the things that I would say uh, some classes run into struggle points with is you know, what content can you effectively solo? And that's something where back when I was a mage, I used to very much pride myself on things I could solo through kiting and, and all those sorts of mechanisms, right? But there's a reality to it at some point where I would always run up against something that was immune to snares or immune to whatever. And I'm like, okay, I got to go get my tank buddy right. so we can kill the thing. Exactly. <laughs> that happened all the time, right? Oh, yeah. And so... The, the fact that, you know, regardless of which style you play, you have the ability to shift down into a tank spec. Um, it, it's so useful, right? So it is. I, that, that's one of the big ones, I would say. Okay. Um, you know, the, the other big one, uh, and this is, it's so funny because if you had asked me originally, I would told you I was going to go balance for my DPS. And yeah. most of what pushed me away from that, I think, is kind of a combination of two things. The first is the gear differences are more, there's a bigger gap. Yep. And the second is that when it comes to mechanics, I feel like, because I tank all the time, I'm more familiar with the melee mechanics than I am with the ranged mechanics of a lot of situations. True, true. And that's the reason why I picked balance myself, because I'm so used to restoration. Right, right. And um, 
So one of the things for me is having been, I loved range DPS classes. I predominantly played range DPS classes. Um, a couple of exceptions here and there along the way, but sure. it was, it was, it was the big thing for me. And, um, you know, druids are the only ones that can have a tank and range DPS. That's it. There's a small part of me that's, if Blizzard ever considers another class, to me, that's something I think they should consider is, you know, what about the, what about the tank that when they DPS, they don't want to be on top of the thing they're fighting. Um, but, um, but yes, I, I think, uh, I think that's a big one. Um, is, you know, for people that really do have a strong enough urge to want to want to be on the ranged world when they're doing damage. Um, so, Druid is the only class in the game with four specs, right? Melee, yep. DPS, ranged DPS, healer, and a tank, which is very unique um, to have all four. There's a lot of classes that have all three, but not all four. So that's kind of neat. They bring, that brings a lot to the table with the utilities and the toolkit. That uh, and and I know druids are becoming very popular. I know a lot of people in our guild plays druid. On our server alone, there is Cult of a Loon, which is an all druid guild. So. You know, I've seen a lot of druids running around. Not to mention the balanced druid for or Venthyr balanced druid was top tier for a while. There was some nerfs though. So in nine one, they weren't as powerful. Uh, but yeah, I, I I agree with that assessment of yours. There, there's they bring a lot more to the table than some of the other classes. Okay, absolutely. Let's go next to what has uh, happened this past week. All right, Liddell, there are some big things that happened with us uh, this week, this past week in World of Warcraft. Do you want to go ahead and uh, lead off on that, or would you like to introduce what that is? Uh, I, I'd actually like you to take the take the swing on this one. I think uh, I think uh, I think you, you've uh, you, you've kind of earned that one. You should, uh, you should, we, you we should both are in that one. Yeah. So this week, uh, this past week, our guild everlasting finally downed heroic Savannah and got AOTC. This is a huge achievement for us. And I know, uh, I strive every expansion now, every patch, every expansion, every raid to get AOTC now that I am in the rating, but this is a huge thing. We have a we have a great group uh, of people, uh, and I think this is this is a huge achievement. I had a lot of fun. Uh, we did a lot of polls. I think it was uh, sixty eight or sixty six polls on Heroic Savannah. Time we were actually able to get the uh, kill, and it wasn't the most clean kill, but you know I think we still got it, and I think that's what matters. Absolutely. Um... Yeah, it was uh, it was quite a bit of effort there. Um, we had been uh, working through it for I think it's about a total of maybe it's probably over the course of about six weeks. But we had this weird we had this weird piece where we got a few pulls in on her, and then the the person we had that had that lockout actually completed it. Right, they killed Savannah that week, and so we were back to just using utilizing a skip, and so we were kind of stuck on KT a little bit. Um, we, a little atypical how we how we got around to yeah to getting pulls on her a little early, um, but uh, no, it, it was absolutely a, a very it was a fantastic uh, just a, an emotional rush um, to uh, you know to just work through such a an endurance fight and to come out the other side with the, oh absolutely with the it this is the longest raid boss in Blizzard history. I ran out of mana at least twice at the end where I just had to end up just going to using Sunfire to uh, try to slowly build up my mana and I, you know, the pots was on cooldown and elect uh, mana pots. So I was just sitting there having to DPS a little bit in order to 
kind of start regaining my mana. It was a long fight, and it was it was very difficult to heal through. It, not only just heal, but you're also discursing. You know, we're cleansing the tanks. Um, tanks are jumping. There's DPS standing around and stuff, and we had to have them go off to the side of the platform, try to dispel them. We actually um, had our core, our core core group. We had all the healers that have been together since almost the beginning. We had the tanks. We had the core DPS. Like everything just clicked in place to finally get it. And we have a few of our members who um, are are got some events going on in their life, either school or kids' schedules and whatnot, to where they're looking at uh, not being in attendance until 9.2. So this was like the last day of our full raid team being together before people start kind of doing their own thing until 9.2. Uh, there was only a few of them, but they were in core positions. I mean, when you lose it, a healer that knows the fight and knows, you know, everyone and everyone's cooldowns and how we click together. That's a big deal. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, we, it really was, it was the perfect night to, to get the execution given, uh, all the things you were talking about. We knew we were going to, uh, we're going to be looking at having a bit of a flex roster for probably the next foreseeable few weeks. Um, seemed like we might have been okay on some Thursdays, but even you know one of our members who uh, was really our, our raid leader originally for this group, uh, at least when I came in, and you know he's had to kind of step out of the formal role because of some some activities, like you were saying. Um, but he's been as engaged as he can be with us on, on as often as he can be when he he locks up on timing and i was so happy uh to see his, his name wolf right we call him wolf anyway uh and we were so glad to see that he got to make it that night and even though he had aotc from a previous run um he had put so much time and effort into the group that it just it felt so good i mean like, really when you look at the core group like you were talking about if we put all the progression folks together you know, we, it was, it, it was a good complete run. Um, and that was extremely satisfying. It was, you know, we had one person, one of our main healers out sick and they, someone got reached out to her via discord and she came on, um, for that kill, you know, it, so we had our two main healers, uh, there in attendance where, a lot of the polls, we didn't have the full healing roster that we normally do. Um, and then DPS, you know, like you mentioned about Wolf having AOTC, but still helped. There was a couple other DPS that were the main DPSers made up our core. They uh, they also did the same. Like, they were there just to, to raid and help us get the, through it and get the, our achievement, get AOTC. They've already went on and pugged getting AOTC over the last few weeks, but they still want to be with the part of the core raid team. So they still show up anyways. That's pretty, com um, pretty great feeling to have such amazing people come and to raid every week, even though they may have already gotten that achievement. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, uh, I actually, I actually have a question for you <clears throat> for this one. Um, so putting aside the length of the fight, because I think a lot of people would, would answer what I'm going to ask with that in a lot of cases, right? For, from your perspective, what would you say was the, the most challenging thing to really have to get through? Um, like, what, what would you have picked, right? What was, the, what was the hardest part of that thing or the, the, the biggest thing, most difficult thing to overcome, however you kind of want to frame it up, right? Sure. To that uh, I really want to, I want to really uh, speak upon my point of view on that. I'm, I know yours is going to maybe be a little different than mine, but I know phase two. Phase two with running to the different platforms, with the bridges, may have been the most challenging uh, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, phase one wasn't too bad. It was pretty much... Uh, rinse and repeat 
your dodging mechanics and there's a little bit of mechanic where you have to switch from the your main target the boss to aoeing or dpsing down the chains and then it's just not getting hit by different things whether it be the um the 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 black pool on the ground of course i'm not going to name all the, the actual names here but uh i should probably i should probably do that but um Oh, or just dodging the things that are sliding across the, the room. It really just becomes a, you know, kind of a standard World of Warcraft fight. But it really, phase uh, two for me was the most difficult because you had the element of tanks having to get aggro on multiple mobs. You had DPS that has to avoid different things. You have to have DPS run out and back in. You had to stack up. You had to use... Defensive raid cooldowns, healing cooldowns. We had to time it just right on the certain platforms. Yet you also had to incorporate, which a lot of raids do not have this, but you had to incorporate interrupts. And you had to get the interrupts done timely, or it's a raid wipe. So I would say for me, uh, phase two is the most complicated because it takes everybody to do exactly everything they need to do at the right moments for them to for you to get past the phase two phase three i want to say is much easier than phase two it's similar to phase one except there's probably more dodging mechanics and then coordinating the dispels for the healers that's uh the other challenge is dispelling and not dispelling people willy-nilly, but dispel them when they're in the right spot. Uh, you know, watching the dark arrows. It was quite the, you know, the third phase was still a challenge because there was a lot of damage going out. But I want to say probably the second phase is the most difficult. And if you see in most of our wipes, that is where they were, is on the second phase. Because the, I mean, there's so many variables. Uh, even even people falling off, falling through the cracks and the bridges. Yeah, you know, you, you can see the little holes that they put that hitboxes are allowed to fall through, right? Some of those little triangle hole at the end of, of like the earth bridge. You're looking at that and you're like, my character won't fit through that. Will it? Yeah. Pretty sure it can fit through it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Even the big fat werebear, man. He just, he, he, yeah. Yeah. Fail of darkness. And then you had the barbed arrows. Um, and then the big uh, thing that shot across was it the revive or something like that. But yeah. It was a good fight. I really enjoyed that fight, it was very, it's very long in the tooth. I think if it was a little bit shorter on um, maybe the beginning phase or narrow down the second phase or the third phase down a little bit, but it was a good fight. Very different than uh, what we've been used to. Um, it, you know, they actually spaced things out a little bit with a little bit of RP to allow healers to regain some mana. So from the beginning, from phase one to phase two, there's a, a long gap uh, between different mechanics where healers can regain their mana. Uh, you can almost get to back to full full mana um, during that intermission phase. And there's a brief intermission phase uh, between phase two and phase three, which is when Anduin pops into the to the fight and... It's just a very, it brings a lot of unique uh, nuances to the fight where you jump in platforms. And I really like that in Shadowlands, there are, there are a lot of fights where it incorporates dispelling. And that is a very fun thing to incorporate, you know, healer intensive items in fights. It's not just, oh, you're going to run around and heal. Uh, avoid stuff on the ground where you actually have to coordinate dispelling kind of reminds you know, like we talked about earlier about vanilla and classic where you got to coordinate stuff a little bit more that's kind of what i like as well as i feel more involved as a healer when i have to 
maybe dispel something. Um, and then there's, yeah, you know, there's times where you got to not dispel, you know, crushing dread and heroic. Don't dispel it. All it does is spread. So. Yeah, it's, it's interesting when they put in mechanics to punish you for hitting buttons and doing things that you're almost programmed yourself to do. And yep. uh, I understand why they have to do it, right? It's a game. They got to vary things up. But uh, there's, there's definitely some challenge there um, when they kind of throw the... <laughs> It's like they kind of throw the mousetrap out there for you and a nice big piece of cheese. It doesn't feel too good. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, that wraps up our show tonight. Uh, Liddell, where can the folks find you over on the social internet webs? Well, uh, uh, fair disclosure, I probably should have talked to you a little bit pre-show on this one, but um, uh, my goal is to actually get uh, my Twitter stuff in place. Um truth be told i'm a i'm a little i'm finicky when it comes to names and uh you know I, I like i haven't renamed a couple of my characters in wow because of of this finickiness right it's like i i gotta have the perfect thing uh for me so i'm still stewing a little bit on exactly what i want to go with but um my goal is by next show to actually have that twitter handle ready to go um and uh be able to get more a little more interactive with folks as we're going down the train. Um, where can folks find you, patron? All right, people can find me over at Twitter at Devin Allen Green. At Twitter, there. Uh, you can also find me over at YouTube. Um, I have a YouTube channel that I stream at as well. Uh, you can look for the Green Channel, and that's Green with an E at the end this time, but uh. You can find me at those two locations. I I missed streaming the AOTC fight. I'm a little disappointed about that. I did, was not feeling the greatest that evening, wanting to stream it, and I really wish I would have streamed it because I I had streamed probably two weeks of progression, and uh, the night thursday i just decided i wasn't gonna stream and now i'm kicking myself for streaming not streaming it anyways that's where folks can find me and uh that's it for me so have a good night thanks good night everybody